Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I would observe that pretty much everyone who gets married has at least a couple of things that really irritate them, something their spouse does or does not do that just kind of drives them crazy. But um, we have to look in the mirror and realize we're irritating to our spouse as well. I'm John (laughs) Fuller along with Greg Smalley. Okay, Greg, you've chuckled. You must have some example in mind. I was just laughing as an introvert, I've shared that many times, married to an extrovert, it just, the the desire that I have just to stay put and stay home, we were just on a family vacation, and Aaron has all these grand plans and we're visions. We're leave the room gonna, at 8 a.m. and exactly. come back at midnight. And yeah. I just want to chill, or I just want to sit on a beach yeah. and just relax, and how different that is for her. I know that's irritating, and I, I'm, I'm aware of it, but it's still such a desire for me. Just to, I just want to be in one spot. I feel comfortable chilling out and have to remember that she, she does life very different than I do. <laughs> yes. Well, if your spouse does life very differently than you do, good news. We have Dr. Gary Chapman here today. Uh, he's written so many books on the subject of marriage and relationship. He knows his stuff. And here now is Gary Chapman with Jim Daly. There are some things that your spouse will never change, <laughs> and you never know what they are. Yeah. But if you go for a few years, you know, trying your best to make requests and they don't change, there comes a place where you have to accept that they are not wired to do that. <laughs> That's I think disappointing. That my wife did not get a drawer closing gene. <laughs> And there's no way she can close drawers. So I finally decided that I would take the responsibility to close the doors and the drawers. And I said to her, honey, you don't ever have to worry about this again. You can open them whenever you like. And when I come home, I'll close them. You can open them again if you like. I'll close them. You don't ever have to worry about closing drawers and doors. It's never been a problem since then. I have no emotion about it. It's just my job. Okay? Well, now you're a man of wisdom because I'm sure you learn quickly now that you do that. You, every time you close a door or close a, a drawer, you don't mention it to her either, do you? Never say, never say a word about it. I know? still have to learn that one. And, and, By the and way, you don't slam it, right? I'm closing yeah. another door for you. Uh, but, Gary, let's ask the simple question. Why, when it comes to marriage, and why we as human beings wired the way we're wired, why I think it's 100% that we want some aspect of our spouse to change. Yeah. Well, it's always true. It's just there. I think it's because God made us unique. All of us are unique in in many, many ways. And there's going to be a certain amount of things in a Christian marriage, or any marriage for that matter, that are going to irritate you. You never know what they are until you get married, and then you discover them. And immediately, you want them to change. I mean, that's the natural response, is you want them to change. Because typically, it's something that's not earth-shattering. I mean, you could easily do this. Could you not? You know, I mean, that's our reasoning. And so we ask them, and if they don't change, we ask again and again and again and again. And eventually, you know, we end up arguing over these things. And so one of the things that I tried to do years ago in my counseling is to help couples learn a way to request change so that you're more likely to get change. And I encourage people to change. You know, if you find out that your spouse is upset about something and it it really irritates them, if you can change, why not change? 
You know, mm. uh, I mean, let's make life as pleasant as we can for each other. I mean, didn't we get married wanting to live happily ever after? I mean, didn't we want to make each other happy? So if I find out that this irritates my spouse and I can change it, then let's change it and let's make life as pleasant as we can for each other. Well, let's go after one of the myths then, because I'm sure there's conversation that's happened between husbands and wives. And one of these myths pop up, it would be, I can't change that attribute of my behavior. Is there anything we truly cannot change? You know, I don't know if it's cannot or will not. (laughs) Right. That's a big difference. Yeah, there is a big difference. Uh, But like with my wife, I mean, really, she's not a rebellious woman, you know? (laughs) And that's why I've concluded that there must be a drawer-closing gene, and she didn't get one. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Well, personality does play into this. I will reveal one of the two things my wife shared with me today, and that is uh, she said, when we're together with the kids, you'll often spring a plan on me, and you haven't talked to me ahead of time. And I may have a reason why I don't want to do that, but now the kids are all excited to go do that. So then I look like the bad guy Mm -hmm. by saying, you know, we can't do that. And I quickly responded, well, I think it's because you're a planner and I'm more spontaneous. Uh-huh. So accept my spontaneity, basically. Or <laughs> <laughs> plan to accept it. <laughs> but but I, I need, in that case, I need yeah. to kind of hear her heart. She is a planner. She knows 85 things that need to be done next week. And when I spring out of bed and go downstairs and we're having breakfast with the kids and say, hey, would you guys like to go to Disneyland next week? And she's going, no, no, time out. That could be irritating. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and yeah, we, we tend to excuse ourselves. You know, we tend to say, well, this is just who I am. You know, you just need to accept it. But the reality is if we're going to live together in harmony, which is what marriage is all about, we're teammates. We're here to love and encourage and support each other and help each other accomplish God's purposes for our lives. If we're going to do that, we've got to be willing to change things. And so I I think we should take seriously what our spouse says, reflect on it, and ask, how could I do that differently? And be willing to do that. And if they're coming at us every day with these things, we get overwhelmed. And we begin to feel like, well, I, I can't ever please the person, you know. And that's why one of the suggestions I make is uh, don't overload the person with requests. You may have 15 things that irritate you, but let's process them over a period of time. In fact, I suggest, you know, this week you tell me one thing that I could do or, or stop doing that would make life better for you. And then next week I can tell you one thing that would make uh, my life better. Some great advice from Gary Chapman. And Greg, as you get into the details, how can couples initiate that conversation about what they would like to change or can't change? Two things. Number one is put into practice Proverbs 19.11. I love this verse. A person's wisdom yields patience. In other words, it's saying you need some insight. You need wisdom, which will help give you some patience. How that plays out around irritations and things we wish our spouse would change is that first and foremost, you need to ask yourself, is is this behavior missing God's mark or my mark? Because sometimes there's things that Aaron does that just bother me because it's my issue. Or it's something that my preference or I wouldn't do it that way. And it's not violating God's mark. There are some things, though, that we've had to deal with along 
our marriage road that, in fact, we're violating God's rule. I just think it's a good place to begin. Just to put it in perspective, is this is this about me and what I want, or is this really something that maybe is in violation of of God's mark? And then from there, present that to your spouse as feedback. And I like the word feedback. And I would, as opposed to criticism. Yes, <laughs> I, I would encourage you to literally use the word feedback. Hey, honey, can can I give you some feedback? And then present whatever it is. If it's you know, if Aaron was irritated that I'm an introvert and on our last family vacation just wanted to sit in a chair under an umbrella reading a book, she might say to me, "Can I give you some feedback?" And then I have the option to go, no, or sure. And then the word feedback, it means that I'm just, I'm giving you my perspective. I'm giving you my thoughts around it, but ultimately it's your choice. You can take it or leave it. And that really needs to be the attitude because if no isn't an option, then you're actually giving a demand to your spouse. Can I give you some feedback? Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and Aaron does that. And she does that quite well with me. She'll say, here, can I just give you some quick feedback? And then I'm able to take that and I can process that. I may ask some more questions or more importantly, I can take that to the Lord. Say, God, give me some real insight on this. And then I get the choice then of how I want to respond to that Hmm. feedback. And that's worked. I think if you check it out first, is this my issues? Is it a God issue? That gives you some good perspective to then give you success saying, okay, here's some feedback. But ultimately, you really have to let them choose what they want to do with that yeah. or be super clear and say, this isn't feedback. This is something, this is a demand. I want you to change this. Now, uh, let's just take that observation that you made about introvert, extrovert and run with that one more uh, question. If she said, you are too much of an introvert and I, it's, it's just killing me. You need to come out of your shell. Well, what do you do about that? Because, I mean, you're kind of hardwired as an introvert. I, if she presented it like that, I would assume there's something else really going on for her. And I might then dig a little bit. Instead of defending, debating, yeah. arguing about her definition, whatever, I might just say, so if that's true as an introvert, I need to come out of my shell. Tell me, what, what difference would that make for you? How would that benefit you? Because what you're digging for is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. So maybe the real issue for Aaron is that she just feels super disconnected. Yeah. And if I understand that she's feeling disconnected, well, it doesn't mean I have to not be an introvert. It gives me an opportunity to then decide, okay, I hear that she's really feeling disconnected. What could I do in this moment to connect? Now you're dealing with a real issue. Yeah. I don't have to change who I am. I need to figure out how do I stay better connected to my wife. Good stuff, and uh, we want you to check out our website for more insights, biblical advice, and great resources. And those, of course, would include uh, writings by Greg, by his wife Erin, and Dr. Gary Chapman's uh, superb book, Happily Ever After, which, as always, you can uh, get a copy of when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. Details in the show notes, and for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team...